Welcome to Society Shame. Today is Friday, May 8th, 2020. It is 8.16 a.m. Today is Society Shame. It's called Fuck You Friday. I call it Fuck You Friday because we as a black community, we as a black people, we as a black race been getting fucked for 400 years in America. And we should at least think about fucking back or at least had this conversation about race and racism. It's Fuck You Friday because I done got... Man, ran over the coals. I done got disrespected. And I'm not the only one that has been treated like this. Tyrone West's family was treated like this. Anthony Anderson's family was treated like this. Maurice Donald Johnson's family was treated like this. Pia K. Boone's family was treated like this. And now they're treating Kelly Davis' family the same way. Blacks have no rights in which white America respects. All right? This is a significant day to me because on May 8th, 2008, I got a letter from President, then Senator Barack Obama, asking for an investigation into the prison industry. I was making a movie and a documentary about it, and I got locked up in another state about doing it. You can see all my paperwork in the state of Illinois, and it's a case is the state of Illinois versus Dwayne Davis, 19, I mean, 2007, December 2007. All right, I went home on vacation, came back on probation kidnapped me from my family the way that you kidnap Africans from Africa alright same way that you kidnap Africa from Africa Africans from Africa alright so when we keep this record straight about everything that's been going on and everything that they've been doing we've been here for 400 years and ain't nothing changed no matter how much money we get no matter how we try to assimilate into society no matter how much we fight against segregation or racism it still exists President Trump said he want to make America great again. Well, in 2020, they got to address America's hate again. They got to see, they got to address it. As a social scientific experiment, I said it was a hypothesis. Blacks had no rights in which white America respect. And it was all about the war on drugs because we went, we traded the penitentiary for the plantation cotton for cocaine and we the cash crop. Now, if you've been watching my social media pages, this is for my people that are listening on Anchor, FM podcast society shame if you're listening you can go to my live feed on Facebook Dwayne G Davis all right and this morning I gave Rachel Aragon and her assistant and her no I gave Rachel Aragon and the videographer a whistleblower's application and the whistleblower's application is about the treatment of blacks in Baltimore City and Baltimore County since 2006 I got a a detailed a, a detailed diary and documentary about it. I named the judges, the lawyers, and the politicians that get paid behind the war on drugs. I also contacted the Public Justice Center. And this is for the people that are in uh, the visual audience on Facebook. This is the Public Justice Center. And it clearly states about the war on drugs. Alright? The black communities. Over-policing. Surveillances. Alright? That's in 2019 at the April 18th. Because I attended an event there. Riley Hayes wasn't there, but nevertheless. This is 2009. Judge Turnbull. And it clearly states in this letter I wrote Judge Turnbull about Scott Schellenberger and racism in the courts and his office. Now, Judge Turnbull, Judge Holland, Judge Hurd, Judge Pearson, Judge Bell, retired Judge Bell. Judge Janae and Judge Papaya 
are protecting the courts and the corruption in the courts because you make a lot of money off of black bodies in the prison industry. You make a lot of money off the war on drugs. Now, I know that y'all not going to end the war on drugs, but I was just making a movie about it. And the movie consists with uh, Governor O'Malley, the ACLU. See, the ACLU make a lot of money too. but They make a lot of money off of the war on drugs because as long as they got a war on drugs, they got a job. They don't fight for all the people. They just fight for the cause. That money don't go back into the community. It goes into their pockets. That's Terry Owens from ABC2. That's Chief Judge Boris from Lake County, Illinois. All right. That's Senator Cardins, Cummings, and Mikulski, the Maryland Lawyers Association. Because the Maryland Lawyers Association don't want to end the war on drugs neither. The White Pettit don't want to end it. Warren Brown don't want to end it. Jay Wendell Gordon don't want to end it. Billy Murphy don't want to end it. Marilyn Mosby don't want to end it neither. She playing the game. That's me. This crime and justice. All right? American justice. That's my booking card. This was on the front of the TV set that I left in front of the Towson Courthouse in 2011. Because I left a Towson, I left a TV, I left a cell phone, and I left a toilet. And those are the tools that we have in jail. We smuggle in the cell phones, we look at TV all day, and we shit on the toilet. They got a movie called The Jerk, and that's all I did with y'all. I gave you the movie The Jerk. Remember Steve Martin? My birth six says I'm black, I'm white. Steve Martin was talking about he was a, a black man. Remember the dog in the toilet? That's all I did is gave you the jerk. I just reinvented the, the atmosphere. Being black in America. We're not jerks. We're entertainers. We're educators. We're economic catalysts. And we're economic cattle. Because we traded the penitentiary for the plantation, cotton for cocaine, and y'all keep money making money off this war on drugs. It's fuck you Friday for a reason, because see, I'm tired of getting fucked, so I'm going to fuck back. I gave Rachel Aragon a whistleblower's application, and I gave Rachel Aragon a flash. I gave Rachel Aragon this flash drive. She gave me this flash drive back yesterday. In exchange for this flash drive, I gave Rachel Aragon a whistleblower's application and a jailhouse diary from the Baltimore County Detention Center. This is WJZ, Adam May. That's Ty Jackson from Fox 45 when he was working for WJZ. This is Linda Dodge, Parole and Parole, Parole Commission. And this is dated 3-10-2011. I told you, I'm country dumb, but I'm city slick. I tricked the media into giving me an interview at Spring Grove Medical Facility. And we did an hour and a half interview. And that hour and a half interview, all I said was Governor O'Malley, Governor O'Malley, Governor O'Malley. Talked about Governor O'Malley so much. It was all about Governor O'Malley, plain and simple. It's about Governor O'Malley and the crime machine that he created. The mom machine. With uh, And the way he created it is through the courts. Governor O'Malley's crime machine ain't, ain't nothing new to me. He got the same crime machine that Richard Daly created in Chicago. He got the same crime machine Richard Daly created in Chicago. I knocked my stuff over. I'm always spilling something. Oops. It was just water. O'Malley's crime machine, his mom machine is created just like Daly's mom crime machine in Chicago. Daly had aldermen 
and stuff like that. So O'Malley had councilmen. He had districts, and he paid people off. He created uh, judges and lawyers in the courts for the racketeering and fraud. If you look at Operation Great Lord in 1986, it's the same thing. 1986 is when y'all created the war on drugs. 1986 is when y'all wanted to make America safe. 1986 is when y'all created this corruption machine to make money off of black bodies. Now, 1986 is significant because I turned in guns and drugs in 1986. It was Fuck You Friday. Said it was Fuck You Monday. I did it on Monday morning, 9 o'clock in the morning. I called the police, 911. You can get the 911 calls from the Waukegan Police Department. I called them and told them I was coming because I'm unforgiving. Y'all put y'all's hands on my daughter, LaQuish Porsche Davis, and y'all threatened her and y'all threatened my life. And I'm a black man in America. Two things you don't do, you don't fuck with my kids and you don't fuck with my mama. Now, I started to shoot that police at that time, but I had to think of a different way of coming at you. So what I did is I let that shit marinate for a little while. And y'all kept coming up in my house in uh, 86. Y'all kept threatening me and shit. From February the 21st till March the 3rd. On March the 3rd, I said I was tired of y'all. On March the 3rd, I called 911. I lived at 822 Wadsworth, and I called 911 and said I was coming. I had a 20, 25 automatic, I had a 38, a 357, and a 12-gauge shotgun. I exercised my constitutional right, my Second Amendment. Those guns, some of those guns was registered. They was registered to me, they was registered to my mom, and I had a gun card. But the police department didn't tell y'all that. I didn't shoot that gun at nobody, I shot it in the air. And I walked downtown. I didn't drive. I walked. And every block I went, I shot off that shotgun. Now, you can contact uh, anybody that's anybody in Waukegan, Illinois. They will tell you. I'm famous for that. That's when I said I had enough. That was my Malcolm X moment. I was willing to die for my family. I was willing to die for what I believe in. You feel me? And that's the true measure of a man. If I was willing to die for selling drugs and selling drugs and selling drugs, man, I'm going to die for my family. I'm going to die for my friends. I'm going to die for my community. I don't have no fear. I'm an honorably discharged veteran of the United States Navy. I was willing to die for my country. You don't think I'm going to die for my family? Let's get that shit straight. I started these podcasts because they're therapy. I started these videos because it's a continuation of the documentary. Until, as long as they got racism in America, I got a job. As long as they got mass incarceration in the prison industry, I got a job. I'm an advocate for homelessness. I'm an advocate for prisoners' rights. I've been in the jails. I've been in the Joliet Correctional Facilities. Not once, I've been there twice. I had my education there. You feel me? I've been in the Department of Corrections in the 80s, long before y'all was born and thought about it. I went again in the 90s. But I had my last taste of it in 90, in 1990. I ain't been to jail no more. And I'm not going to go to jail no more. You can't send me to jail. You have to figure out something else to do. Because killing me is no longer an option. I'm not going to shut up. And you're not going to shut me down. If anything happens to me, you got 52 Democrats that are going to go to jail for conspiracy to commit murder. Marilyn Mosby going to be on the top of the list. Nick Mosby. Because y'all conspired to deny black people their rights under the Constitution. You deny us access to the grand jury, but you used the grand jury against us. 2020, we're going to use it for us. 
You got Fox 45 running around Baltimore talking about they crime and justice and they leading the fight and corruption and they leading the fight. Well, I done gave Fox 45 a, 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 a flash drive. That flash drive got a lot of shit on it. Seen Rachel Aragon this morning holler, Mike check scared the shit out of her. And she got that. I gave her the jailhouse diary and I gave her a whistleblower's application from the Public Justice Center. It has Governor O'Malley. It has Kiefer Mitchell. It has a lot of the Democrats that's been making a lot of money off of black bodies since they've been sitting in office. Now, y'all recycling y'all's corruption with uh, Tony Bridges, with Councilman Scott, and these young bloods. Y'all recycling y'all's corruption because y'all got to change the old guard. Mary Pat Clark getting ready to retire. So you got Corey McRae and Mary Mc- and his sister in city council in the state. It's the same corruption that y'all had in Chicago. The nepotism, the family favoritism, and how y'all put them in place. Y'all hire them because they went to Poly or they went to city. That's the same corruption. Now, Farouk is talking about that, but Farouk got that from me. Everything Farouk talking about, he got most of that from me. But the only thing that Farouk didn't tell you, Farouk didn't tell you, was how he got his money. Farouk is a, a, he has Middle Eastern ties, Pakistan, India, stuff like that. Middle Eastern ties. And people of brown, brown color. You know what I'm saying? Um, his ties are to those people. And those people own them Dunkin' Donuts. They own a couple of daycare centers. They own a lot of gas stations. The Rue got his money through tides. People had, he, those people made them people make them donations. How you think the Rue gets so much airtime on Fox 45? He get free time. And as far as his taxes, yeah, he kept his taxes straight. But he also been laundering money. His campaign been laundering money. If you look closely at his campaign and see who we got them contributions from, how did those conveniently have $6,000 apiece? If you're going to report the news, report the truth. Like I said, y'all control the narrative. Well, in 2020, we're going to take control of the narrative back from the streets to the seats, like PFK Boom said. From the streets to the seats. If we see you in the streets, I'm going to treat you like I treat Rachel Aragon. I'm going to treat you like I treat uh, Jane Miller. I'm going to treat you like I treat Keith Daniels. I'm going to treat you accordingly. If you give me respect, I respect you. If you disrespect me, I'm going to check you. If you feel you can pull my card, pull my card. But I don't think nobody in Baltimore can do it. Because truth ain't something that you can pull. Truth is something that you got to understand. Truth is something you stand behind. A lie is something that you get to pull somebody's card about. An untruth. Triflingness. You feel me? Doing this podcast is a way of informing the public and giving the public a, 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 a another view of what you see every day. Because when I run up on Rachel Aragon, when I run up on these uh, politicians, you ain't never heard nobody say I was a liar. Scott Schellenberger and Marilyn Mosby been denying black people access to the grand jury. That's a tool that they use to incarcerate the black community. Now, if you go to the grand jury and get the grand jury minutes for my case in Illinois and in Maryland, both grand juries used the 86 case. When they used the 86 case, they didn't inform the grand jury that I was found innocent of all those charges in 1988. In 1988, that case was reversed and remanded based on the constitutional violation of self-representation. Yeah, that's my constitutional right. 
There's one thing that I am and there's one thing that I ain't. I'm ignorantly intelligent. I ain't stupid. I can't read very well, but I can comprehend to the 13th power. All right? This is the Constitution of the United States. I'm not three-fifths of a man. I'm five foot three. The Constitution of the United States, the First Amendment says I have a freedom of speech, a freedom of assembly, a freedom of press. But those rights don't apply to black people. You don't have a freedom of speech in America if you're black. Because if you was black, we could have went to Michigan with all them guns and shit and shut the Capitol down in Michigan. They only let them white people do that. They don't let black people do that. We couldn't have occupied Baltimore if we was black because they wouldn't have let black people occupy McKeldin Square for more than 20 minutes. All right. If you black in America, you can't speak up against white people without feeling the recourse of their 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 powers. You feel me? Being black in America is a, a dangerous thing. It's a hard thing. We got to live through the coronavirus and the coronavirus was de- designed to kill the black population. The war on drugs was invented to kill the black community and the black destroy the black family. If we don't recognize the the reality of our life, then we're gonna continue to live in this matrix. We don't worry about nothing until it affects us. Baltimore is not Baltimore is reactive. They're not proactive. I'm a proactive individual because I learned from Martin Luther King. I learned from Malcolm X. I learned from Mega Evers. I learned from Fred Hampton. I learned from the Panthers. I learned from Kwaise. Oh, man, I learned from Marcus Garvey taught me a lot. But Dred Scott really put it on the table. Dred Scott taught me about the reality of being black in America. No matter where you're at, no matter what you do, you ain't nothing but property. You get $47,000 a year to lock me up. Take $12,000 a year to educate me. You're giving out money for this coronavirus, but inmates ain't getting no money. Their families ain't getting no money. Homeless people ain't getting no money. The underclass ain't getting no money. You feel me? So you want this to, to kill us physically and economically. Then when you start taking the money from us, then we start committing these crimes. So then you get that $47,000 back. It's a cycle. This is the Constitution. And the Constitution is supposed to work for all of us. The Constitution is supposed to work for black people, white people, brown people. So we're going to put the Constitution to the test under the Fifth Amendment. Under the Fifth Amendment. All right? No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on precedent of indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in land or naval forces or in the militia, when the actual service in the time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in the jeopardy of life or limb, nor should be compelled in any criminal case is to be witness against him or herself deprived of life the liberty of properties without due process of law nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation under your fifth amendment 
Under your Fifth Amendment, you took me and kidnapped me for terrorism twice. You did it in Illinois, you did it in Maryland. You never gave me a trial in Illinois. You took the evidence in Illinois. You took my property in Illinois. Under your Constitution, you destroyed evidence. You falsely charged me. You held me without just cause. You lied to the grand jury. That's one. Number two, right here, Constitution. You kidnapped me on February the 7th, 2011, charged me with terrorism. You went to the grand jury with evidence from Illinois. That evidence from Illinois was false evidence. Scott Schellenberger conspired with Michael Waller and Ken LaRue to bring false charges on me in, in Maryland. He took those charges in Illinois to the grand jury in Maryland to hold me for 86 days. I didn't get a bail reboot. I didn't get a bond. I didn't get nothing. I didn't get a lawyer till March. You held me illegally from February the 7th till February 28th. You illegally transferred me from Baltimore County Detention Center to Spring Grove Medical Facility without representation of a lawyer and without an order from the court or a hearing in the court. There's so much corruption in Baltimore County in your courts with Judge Turnbull, Judge Souter, Judge Janae, Bobby Zirkin, Bobby Zirkin's law firm, and Judge Turnbull's law firm that y'all think that y'all can do anything. Dog, I know how to read the law books. I'm in the law books. State of Illinois versus Dwayne Davis. I'm a precedent-setting case, and I'm going to press upon you in 2020. Now, we're going to talk about uh, crime and justice because it's Fuck You Friday because you've been fucking us for so long. We're going to fuck back, and I'm going to teach them how to fuck back because I'm going to teach them how to read this. This. Right here at the bottom of the Fifth Amendment, it says... Can you read that? No private property shall be taken for public use without compensation. You took a truck from me. That truck is worth $6,000. That's the Kelly Blue Book value. And I want that $6,000 for that truck. You took a film from me, a cassette from me. That cassette is worth a million dollars. I set the price of my product. Just like the drug dealers set the price of their product. Just like the government set the price of the, the, the index for the price index. I'm setting the price of the product. That tape that you got in Illinois is a million dollars. What you took from me in Maryland is $130 million because you took 13 movies in 13 years of my, my life. One of those movies was called Portraits of a Letter. And it showcases this Fox 45 and Fox. It showcases Bill O'Reilly. It showcases you how it gave you a lesson before dying. You can go on, on YouTube and check it out. Shorty's Voice, A Lesson Before Dying, Portraits of a Letter. That was one of the movies. Other one is I Am Dred Scott, because we're going to show you how blacks have no rights, no matter what this book say. No matter what this book say. If you black in America, you ain't got no rights. So I flipped the script. I'm not black, I'm white. My birth stick says I'm white, so I use my white birth certificate. I use my white privilege, and that white privilege don't get my black ass nowhere. You can look at my DD-214, not my DD-214, you can look at my birth certificate from Illinois, and you can look at my my, my uh, inmate ID in Baltimore County Detention Center, and took a picture of me, and there's white on it. And anybody want to bet me, bet me. You make a lot of money off of uh, incarcerated individuals. You made a lot of money, what, Keith Davis been locked up? This is his sixth trial, so five years. You know, like Keith Davis up, you know, made 450, 
$200,000 off of Keith Davis. $40,000 a year to lock an inmate up, plus his medical bills. You know, spent over $300,000 with his medical bills. The reason the state don't want Keith Davis out, because when Keith Davis get out, he going to sue the draws off y'all. And Marilyn Mosby going to go to jail. Because I had Marilyn Mosby long before Keith Davis had her. He had her for five years. I had Marilyn Mosby since she started. I had her for six. I had Greg Bernstein, because Greg Bernstein and Mosby worked together. Mass incarceration don't work without black cooperation. It's just like slaves and slave catching. Slave catchers had black people helping them slave catch. You got the Maryland Black Caucus, and they shielding the corruption here in Baltimore City and Baltimore County. Yeah. Y'all permit Scott Schellenberger to treat black people the way he treat black people. You go to Baltimore, you ask anybody in Baltimore that's black or, or people of color, and they'll say they scared to go out to Baltimore County. They scared. Straight up. they got. I ain't coming out of Baltimore County. I'll go to the county line. I ain't going out in the county. Police lock you up, pull you over, charge you with anything. They ain't got the dissent decree out in Baltimore County. They permit it to go on. That's your cash cow out Baltimore County. Make a lot of money off Baltimore County. Y'all don't want the housing restrictions. Y'all don't want the housing restrictions eased because y'all want to keep segregated Baltimore County. Only way that you want black people is in the apartment complexes. You don't want black people on the property. You don't want them to own property. You don't want them to have single housing or single housing homes. All right. That's one thing about Baltimore County. In 2004, 2003, you started bringing brown people out in Baltimore County. People from Pakistan, the Middle East. And Governor O'Malley did that in his final days of his first camp, of his last. Uh, he did that in his last, in his first and his last, he was building relationships in the Middle East with the uh, pharmaceutical companies. That's when y'all brought them opioids and that fentanyl went crazy. After Governor O'Malley got out of office and and Hogan took over. Because Governor O'Malley made a lot of relationships with that region in the area. Afghanistan got a lot of opioids that participate in that. Pharmaceutical companies. Like I said, it's about the war on drugs. Now you got a new drug dealer. He got a suit and tie. He's a pharmaceutical representative. Yeah. And now you got the drugs that's affecting the white community. So you want to give them treatment instead of incarceration. You want to give opioids treatments because our kids don't know what they're doing. No, your kids like drugs like we like drugs. They need to escape from reality. That's why black people use drugs. We escape from this white reality because we got to have something to get away from this, this torture and this torment. 400 years of slavery, 400 years of treating us, 400 years of killing us. You just killed the man down in Texas. I mean, down in Georgia, jogging in the neighborhood because he was black. And it was an ex-police officer and his son. And they say they was making a citizen's arrest. So can you just arrest black people for being black now? I thought you did something. But I think we ought to leave. I think we ought to visit Marcus Garvey. This is Fuck You Friday. Well, let's fuck America the right way. This is a statue. When I was a... Locked up, I had over $15,000 worth of African art in my house. Fifteen dollars to $20,000 of original African art. This is one of the pieces. See that? Sankufa. See that? 
377 to 5,000. That means these is originals. These is worth something. We have value. You stole this from me. You stole over $10,000 worth of, no, $15,000 worth of art. I had over $50,000 worth of clothes, shoes, leather coats, fur coats. I had memorabilia from the Ravens and the Oreos. I had signed jerseys. I had footballs. I had computers. Man, I lost a lot. I had jewelry. In 2011, you just took all that. You let me out of jail and I didn't have nothing. I grew from nothing into something. I had to build up. I had to stand up. Because that's about being black in America. We're resourceful. We're resilient. And we never give up. This is Governor Hogan. You go to Governor Hogan, you go to Kiefer Mitchell, you go to Antonio Senator Antonio Hayes, you go to Senator Mary Washington, you go to, to Senator Corey McRae, you go to Vanessa Attenberry, you go to Delegate Clippinger, you go to Senator Smith, the House Judiciary, you go to all these individuals, and on the first of the sessions, I told y'all what I wanted. I want access to the grand jury in 2020. I want access to the grand jury on the Senate Bill 374. I want Tawanda Jones to have access to the grand jury. I'm a whistleblower on the courts. And my evidence is in Fox 45's hands. I gave it to Rachel Aragon this morning. Next Friday, I'm going to pick it up. Between now and next Friday, I'm going to go pick it up. When I get it back, I'm sending it to President Trump. Because enemy, my enemy is going to be my friend. Like I say, this fuck you Friday. And President Trump is mad at the Democrats. Remember when Congressman Cummings and him had that fight? Well, Congressman Cummings got to turn over all my material to President Trump. Not Congressman Cummings, but Kwasi and Fume. So that's going to end our broadcast for the day. I'm only going to give you 30 minutes. Tomorrow's Saturday. See what we got to tell you on Saturday. But today, go to my live feeds on Facebook. Go to Society Shame. Go to Facebook, Dwayne G. Davis. And this is going to end my anchor broadcast, Society Shame, for May 8th, 2020. And this is a, a thing for President Obama. President Obama asked for an investigation on this very day, May 8th, 2020. Go to Governor Hogan and get my paperwork. Go to Senator Huff and get my paperwork. May 8th, 2020. Revenge is a disperse serve code. Society Shame. I'm going to name you.